great folks. Grab a seat and pour your drink neat as Whiskers and Whiskies presents Tales of the Trophies, the Big 12's greatest robberies. I'm Mike. With me is EJ. EJ, how you doing, pal? I'm doing wonderfully. My uh, pro team keeps winning. Mm -hmm. Um, I have entered the fan portal for my college team at least for the season. There you go. So things are great. Things are things are going swimmingly. You know, I uh, I agree. You know, um, my my pro team got a win. I don't know how I feel about it against a <laughs> uh, against a rival. My college team is looking to turn things around. You know, I got a song in my heart, man. I just you know, heading down south through the land of the pine, thumbing my way into North Carolina, staring at the road. Swear, hope to God I see headlights. And you know what, man? I just, I just, it's, it's just rock me, mama. Come on, like a wagon wheel, rock, rock me, me mama, mama, any way, any way you, feel. you feel. Hey, mama, rock, rock me. me. We're, we weren't, we were totally in sync there on the timing for that. But you know what? We got a whole episode to get in sync with it. Yes, I agree. This is, uh, this is going to be another one that. I didn't really know much about until I started looking at it, but uh, I think everyone's going to be pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is also following another great week of college football. Unfortunately, uh, it did not go the pods way. Was and it great? I mean, was it I mean, objectively, I guess objectively it, it was exciting games but boy yes boy we um bad things happen to good people i guess bad things do do happen to good people uh and i just yeah well i mean good people and then there's bad people that you know run the ball on the same formation three times in a row from the same location what are they what are they doing what are they ej and i were just incredulous for the folks that that watch the the red river rivalry ej and i first off just want to say game day was excellent like they really did a great job of highlighting everything that was the texas state fair it was fantastic um and you know that game was just i mean I hope we get the rematch in the Big 12 championship. I think we will. I don't I don't see another team uh getting there other than those two. Um and like everything just went wrong for Texas. I mean, when you have that many turnover and you know, it's like <clears throat> the first pick was absolutely Quinn Ewer's fault, but like second pick bit unlucky. Like it wasn't a great pass, but just a perfect bounce to to the to the uh to the DB and the air linebacker whoever picked it up. And then, I mean, Sark, though, what are you, like you said, what are you doing running jumbo package three times with your nose tack? Like they showed on the, on the second play, the second time you tried it, they showed they're not capable of blocking. And like you said, speed and space, they were getting to the edge of that defense. No problem. That's where they're hurting them. So. Yeah. And it's always one of those things. And I guess I didn't think about it in the moment just because I don't know, sometimes like my football mind bleeds NFL and, and college football together, but like Texas isn't an under center team at all. No, 
So that's not even just that they do it and that that just wasn't success. Even if they that was something that they regularly do, I mean, you probably still bail after one, definitely after two plays. Yeah. But for them to not be that team anyway, it, it was yeah. shocking that he tried it three times in a row. I, I just, I, yeah. I, I think that, like, you know, you saw with, like, Saban last year with Alabama, like, they, you know, had the past couple of years, there have been goal line stances. And they've taken it from shotgun and Saban has just been livid about that. So I think, I think there's a lot of, I think that's happened a lot of times, like teams are in goal line and they're shotgun teams and you know, they, it just doesn't happen. So, um, you know, I feel like that, that could be why, um, but man, maybe, like, but if that's what you do, that's what you do. Right. Like, yeah, we, we were talking about it. I, I would feel much more comfortable with getting, you know, Brooks out on the edge and if he has one guy to mit, make miss, whether it's a linebacker or definitely if it's DB, I'm going to take those odds much better than, yeah. you know, him getting, you know, contacted as soon as he touches the ball in the backfield. Like that's just, yeah. he had zero chance there. Um, I'm not saying they had to do anything tricky. Like, and I know they don't have like a, a big dude. I, the, the tight end was a bit hurt, which stinks. Um, I mean, he played, he toughed it out, but um, they don't have like a big jump ball guy, but I don't know. It just seemed odd, like to, and to do it three yeah. times and to not have like a play action wrinkle off of it. Like yeah. they didn't even try that. Right. And I, that's no. where I think he was trying to be the smartest guy in the room because it's almost yeah. like, Oh, third down. They must think we have a play action after the, oh, you know, off of this, but especially it's college kids. <laughs> like that's yeah. how you do it. Even if they know it's coming, they're still college kids. Someone's yeah. bound to, to, <laughs> to make to, a mistake. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And yours has at least some, Yeah athleticism yeah. uh, it just that was terrible and then i even think it's more egregious that they just let oklahoma basically carve them up like swiss cheese after they Dude, they I, fight I, back like they had they played yeah. their what b minus game and they take the lead late into the game what two minutes left less than two minutes and they just basically let oklahoma go all the way down the field with zero resistance yeah. like i i mean if you if you are if you're a coach in a game, if your defense is playing well, like throw prevent out of the window. Like if your defense is, and that's what Texas's defense really, uh, Dylan Gabriel did not do a whole lot in the second half. Like they really held them pretty well. I feel like had they kept applying pressure, like that's, uh, that's what the Steelers did yesterday. Like they didn't switch to prevent defense when Lamar had the ball at the end of the game. Highsmith and Watt were getting home and they let him do it. And look what happened. Strip sack game over. And, uh, you know, I think that that's um, Sark called plays like a chicken shit at the end but of the game. This is three straight weeks. And I know all of this distinctly because I've lost bets on two out of the three and barely <laughs> won the, the third. Three straight primetime ranked games that the the defense protecting the lead at what should be the last possession of the game that has been an aggressive defense, successfully aggressive, has put the shell on and lost. Uh, mm. Notre Dame against Ohio State, Freeman freaked out, and that allowed Ohio State to get all the way down the field and then forgot yep. to put players on the field at the end. For and two then, plays, yeah. Right. Duke, Mike Elko had Notre Dame the next week in a same bind where they were just like, Hartman didn't want to throw the ball on that fourth and 16. He didn't want to do it, and you just bailed him out by playing deep coverage and not pressuring him. And then it happened, you know, with Sark again. Like, so that's three straight weeks where – 
I don't know. Like I get the idea of not wanting to get like the ball thrown over your head, but when you have pressure working, yeah. the quarterback doesn't have time. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I would much you're... rather lose it that way than to shell. Yeah. If you're, if you're bringing the heat, like you're preventing, you're preventing the ability to throw the ball super long anyways. And yeah, if a guy gets past one, like, if a guy gets past you, like that still is not guaranteed he's going to come down with the ball. You know, I no. mean, these are, these are college kids. Like, you know, if you're under pressure, you could throw the ball out of bounds, you know, like just bad passes underthrown yeah. and then it's picked up overthrown, like, you know, like yeah. all sorts of things. Yeah. So yeah, I, I just, I, I won't understand it, but it, now it's three straight weeks. And I mean, sure enough, this is probably going to set up another <laughs> instance of this happening, you know, th- this coming up weekend. But I, I just, I don't understand it. If, if your game plan is working, do that. Don't stop. And that goes like the same way with if you're in the lead and you're trying to kill clock or whatever, like do what makes sense to you. If you're not running the ball well, but you're good at like screens and quick passes, like you can't be afraid to drop the ball, right? You got to be comfortable saying, this is what we do. This is who we are and just do it. But so many times on both sides of the ball, coaches just, I don't know, lose their mind and and get too conservative or go away from what they're good at. And it usually costs them. Yeah. 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 A frustrating day overall. Um, Nice I mean, obviously, sleep, everything though. looks better than crystal ball. So, yeah, that, that's that's the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen. Sorry to uh, our our close friend and and listener, Chris uh, Mandia, who went to the game. I had no idea. I was texting him the ne- next day. You know, I wanted to give him the grace period. Didn't want to talk about it because I would be super mad if I was in his uh, shoes. And he was like, "Oh yeah, you know, I heard it from the parking lot." And I was like, excuse me, like what? I had no idea he was there. And it was like a whole family affair. Everyone's happy, excited. And then by the time they're, you know, parking or getting in the the car to leave the stadium, they realized that, you know, Cristobal did it again. I mean, I don't understand how you just like, and that's at the point, like I, I don't watch enough Miami to know if they're a shotgun team, but like, even if you are a shotgun team and you need to kneel the ball down, like in that instance, if you kneel, there is literal just end the play because there's less than 40 seconds of the game. They have no timeout. Just end the play as quickly as possible. Like just take the ball from shotgun and fall down. Like I just I don't understand what you're doing there. But uh yeah, I have no clue. Um and I, I mean I don't want, I don't want to be too rash here, but like that, that's gotta be a fireable offense eventually. Right. Like not only did now he's doing it, you know, at Miami, like that's just egregious. I I, I don't understand. Don't get it. Yeah. 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 It's even, um, even if it's like wildcat, like take, let the guy take the knee. Like it, I, I just don't, yeah. I, I don't know. It, it just, and, and the broadcaster was hilarious. If you guys have watched the highlights, um, if you haven't already, like the broadcaster is literally like saying, like, I don't know what they are doing. This is prior to the actual <laughs> fumble. Like they should just be taking a knee. Why are they running the ball? And he was just like beside himself. And then, of course, they fumble, give up. At least the first pass was close. The second pass, it's just like I, there's one pass left in the game. Well, and somehow I- this dude runs open. Like that's the question two is, defenders. Is, I mean, I, I said throw prevent defense out of the window, but in that situation, you should yeah. have two guys with their heels on the goal line to yeah. s- when the ball is snapped to yes. make sure that you're not getting past them. If the other team is at the 50 and there's one play left, 
put all of your defenders yeah. back and figure out how to tackle later, right? Yeah. If they want to play that short game lateral. Yeah. Thing. Like, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, so I, I was, for the listeners, I was texting Mike and it was like, how do we get into coaching? Like I can make millions of dollars <laughs> and make stupid decisions too. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it, and I can do that. Yeah. Which, which team's looking to hire us? We'll, we'll gladly <laughs> take Sounds it. Sounds well, like Sparty might, uh, might have an opening. So, Hey guys, listen, I know Urban Meyer is a pipe dream. Mike and EJ are here for you. We are. We will we are. gladly take a knee when it's appropriate. We will gladly put uh prevent defense when it's appropriate, and we mm-hmm. will gladly pressure when it's appropriate. We're here. Yeah. And we can probably bring, you know, two more teams to your conference. You know, Oregon State and Washington State are looking for a home. And we have good relationships there. So, you know. Great relationships. Yeah. So yeah, just Think about that. Uh, but yes, this week and it's it's just we're in a great spot here. We're officially halfway through, which is really sad, and I don't want to think about it. Um, halfway through, I know that we had mentioned about doing our college football preview episode, um, like re or um, revisit mid season, and we decided instead of doing it at the hard six weeks, um, with some really marquee matchups that have implications to our picks, including Oregon and Washington playing each other, Iowa and Wisconsin playing each other. We thought it would be better to um, let one more week play out and then kind of talk through. Um, where we're at and what's left to be decided, how we're feeling, what we've got right, what we've got wrong. And then, um, of course, we can revisit it um, after the championship games are played and the uh, we're in that dead zone between bowl season. Yeah, I think uh, I think from what we just saw this week, too, we you know, things got a little more confusing, but also simpler at the same time. So, you know, I think that things are starting to, uh, I was actually thinking before we recorded today, I'm like, what if it's just, it's the same four teams again? Like, you know, like last year, you know, TCU was, was different. Right. But like, what if it's just, <clears throat> cause there is a path, you know, after what we saw this weekend too, out of the sec, for example, uh, I'm feeling a lot better about that conference now and, and my own team, uh, <clears throat> you know, feeling like, Obviously, some other things happened this weekend that eliminated some people. So, yeah, I think it'll be good to let one more week happen, see some big games, and then we can we can talk about it. So, yes, sir. Um, okay, so why don't we take a quick break before we get into um, our trophy and some trivia? Um, and yeah, so we'll take a quick break. BRB. All right. Welcome back, everyone. So why don't we jump right into our trophy? So today we are talking about the battle for the old wagon wheel. Hence why we were singing earlier. If you didn't click into the episode and see the name and already know why we were singing. Might be a little confused. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So this game is played between the Brigham Young or BYU Cougars and the Utah State Aggies. So... Like I had mentioned with trivia in the past uh, couple of years, uh, we've been doing a lot of state trivia. This year, we've kind of been pivoting and doing um, new and adventurous things. However, we have not talked about the state of Utah yet in any of our uh, seasons so far. So I thought we would do some Utah state trivia, but it is still some fun Utah state trivia. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. 
Question number one. Salt Lake City is home to the nation's leading manufacturer of what? Is it A, rubber chickens, B, whoopee cushions, C, yo-yos, or D, clown shoes? Uh, uh, um, gosh, I've uh, that is so weird. Uh, Doesn't all it just make things... you smile that one of those yeah. things <laughs> is is the answer? Yeah. yeah. Um, I wonder where um, what was that yo-yo brand Duncan when we were kids? Um, was it Duncan? I think. Yes. I wonder where they're manufactured. Um. Hmm. I'm I'm just gonna throw a guess out there, and I'm just gonna say rubber chickens. That is correct. No, oh, let's go. Loftus International, a family-run novelty company in Salt Lake City, sells between ten thousand and twenty thousand rubber chickens each year. How many? Ten between ten and twenty thousand. It's a lot of rubber chickens. That's a lot of rubber chickens. Wow. But at the same time, it's rubber chickens, though. Like, there should be no rubber chickens sold unless it's for, like, a dog. Yeah. Um, or But or I don't clown. think this is what this is. Yeah, I think this is more like clown, like novelty. Um, Gosh, how many rubber chickens is that day? You know? How I many mean, times in your life have you thought about rubber chickens? I mean, you have the... You have the how many how many work days are there in a year? Let me let me try to break down how many rubber chickens we got. So I hope some um, of the listeners a, caught that joke. In a year. I I I I didn't. What is it? No, I know. Mike's super focused on the rubber chickens here. I said, How many times in a day do you think about rubber chickens instead of the Roman Empire was the oh, joke? The Ro- oh yeah, there you go. There you- um so you know, if you're assuming 260 work days in a year. That's about 38 rubber chickens per day. Uh, that's about, you know, like four to five rubber chickens per hour. That doesn't seem like a a booming operation, uh, but okay. All right. That's interesting. I huh. mean, they do. They sell more than just rubber chickens, but like the fact that you just said 360 rubber chickens are sold every day of the year. I don't even know where to buy a rubber chicken right now if i'm not googling it on amazon let alone thinking about buying it like a toy store well toys r us is gone i mean is there that many clowns that have to replace rubber chickens on a daily basis could be does hot topic have rubber chickens spencer's spencer's gifts spencer's Spencer's is probably the the top purchaser of said thing wow okay all right rubber chickens yes so question number two Born in Salt Lake City, Walter Frederick Morrison is credited for inventing what item? Was it A, a Dutch oven, B, a Frisbee, C, sleeping bag, D, skateboard? Hmm. Born in Salt Lake City. Maybe he didn't stay there. Let's, uh... Let's go with the skateboard. That is incorrect. I can't win them all. I'm just I'm throwing stuff against the wall. So I'm thrilled to get rubber chicken. So I was between skateboard uh, it, and frisbee. It was the frisbee. 
So, invented in 1948, Morrison said he got the idea for what he called at the time Pluto Platter uh, after throwing Uh, cake tins on the beach. Okay. Like Pluto, like the dog, like in, uh, yeah, in uh, Disney. Yes. And uh, the Dutch oven is actually like the official state kitchen utensil or something because of how important it was for pioneers and frontiermen uh back gotcha. in the day uh it was like their primary tool to survive yeah so it's like an official um symbol of utah like it, it, it nearly made it on the flag um yeah so dutch oven hmm. if you are from utah might have tricked you up i don't know if you saw too many dutch ovens when you were at, in utah but maybe maybe hmm. Nothing I know of. <laughs> hmm. I wonder if the rubber chicken thing, I was thinking about that. Cause and while I was thinking frisbee, I wonder if something from like when I went there, like seeped into my mind from that. I don't know. Cause I was hey, thinking frisbee, you... but then I was like, ah, frisbee, I don't know. But I mean, hmm. maybe you just got like an inkling to throw a frisbee when you were there. I, I, Could be. I was watching a frisbee video earlier today, guys playing can jam. So that's I was thinking that could just be it too, but okay. Question number three. In 1869, a little history for you. The nation's oh, first it. transcontinental railroad was completed in Promontory, Utah. So they started in the city that is the most western point of the railroad, the most eastern point, and worked their way in. Okay. Can you name the two cities? That the one in the west and one in the east where this railroad spans. I actually think I might have remembered this from history when I when I read this. This is um hmm. this is tough. I'm not giving him any multiple choice because then you can deduct it too simply. Um, especially once I saw the cities, it kind of jogged a memory. So I just want to see if if you can uh, take a take a guess. Yeah. Here. So, so I'm thinking of when we went to Utah. So Salt Lake's in the upper Northwest and then Moab's in the Northeast. I'm guessing it's probably cities closer to the South. Well, where's this railroad come across? Cause it comes I, from I, Colorado. Yeah. So right. I will say that one, the most Western point, is in the Pacific time zone and the most Eastern city is in the central time zone. Oh, wait, hold on. Are the cities in, wait, so you're saying name the two cities, one, the West and one, the East that the railroad started. Yeah. Essentially. Oh, so, so they, not, they, Oh, they so started not in Utah. It's trans- no, it's transcontinental. Oh, so it is the very first okay. transcontinental railroad. Okay. And what they did was they started at both of those cities and worked their way together. To Promontory, Utah. Okay. Yes. So All what right. are those oh. starting points? Or oh, okay. I thought points? you meant like that they started. Neither are in, like, in Utah. That like when they got to Utah, they started. Okay. So now yeah. I'm, I'm okay. All right. Okay. Okay. That helps. That helps. Okay. Yes. So I'm going to say. So Chicago makes the most sense as the Eastern city. Um, Then for the Western city, California, San Francisco, Chicago and San Francisco. 
incorrect. However, you are most definitely on the right path. So the, let's see, the Western city is in California further North than San Francisco. And the Eastern city is further South of Chicago. Southwest. I'll say. So what? South. uh, So Indy, Indianapolis, is that, is that Southwest? No, it's Chicago. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, that's uh, the the eastern point is a song is actually a, that has a very famous song named a '90s song named after it, and the western California city is is going to give it away has a professional sports team in it. Sacramento. Correct. I thought Sacramento is south of San Francisco. Is it? I, I know they're both north. I, I is it south? They've got to be really close. I, don't know. I think it's further north. Is it okay? Okay, so Sacramento, and Sacramento. Then... It's a Counting Crows song. I don't know. Not a big Counting Crows guy. Oh, really? Yeah. Omaha, Omaha, Nebraska, Little America. Huh. Yes. So that is hmm. the first transcontinental railroad started in. Started, finished in Sacramento and Omaha. Wow. Okay. Wow. Would not have pegged Omaha, but yeah. Number four, hmm. Utahns. U- Utahns. Yeah. Utahns eat yeah. twice the amount of what flavor jello as the rest of the population? Is it A, orange, B, cherry, C, blue raspberry, D, lime green? Who comes up with this stuff, man? Uh, who who tracks this? Um, like how much Utah sold in, or how much Jello sold in Utah? Um, I'd roll a big dinner. I'm a little sluggish right now, but some Jello sounds nice. There's always room for Jello. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm gonna say. So I'm gonna say. So Utah, a lot of Mormons. They don't get too crazy. You know, not a lot of, no drinking or anything like that. But maybe they get crazy with their Jello, so they eat a lot of like a, a crazy flavor of being blue raspberry. So I'm gonna say blue raspberry. I like your logic, but it's the other crazy flavor. Lime green relation. Lime green. Lime green. Uh, and apparently, a popular way to consume the sweet treat in Utah is to add shredded carrots to the mix. Pardon me. That's apparently that so gross. One thing that's that so gross. They do with the lime green. That's jello. maybe the worst regional herd I've ever food I've ever heard of. Like, you know, there's you know skyline chili. Like people aren't crazy about that and stuff. But like that, it's that's so gross. Yeah, that's I, disgusting. I, I agree with you. <laughs> People, if if you're listening but not watching on YouTube, his face is actually disgusted. I mean, like, I know that the carrot raisin salad at Chick-fil-A isn't, you know, like, people think that that's disgusting. I agree. I hate carrots. I hate carrots, first of all. Like, with, like, I I guess that that carrot salad is pretty sweet. So there's something about sweet carrot. But, like, what? Who came up with that? I don't know. I guess it's just like a crunchy. The the, textures just don't mix either. Like if I'm eating jello, I don't want crunch. No, not at all. That's got to be like a holdover from like the 50s where like jello molds were a thing and you had like jello with like 
mashed potatoes and peas and stuff like that and carrots. Yeah. yeah. Like that's gotta be a holdover from that time. That's disgusting. Um, okay. Last question. Question number five. Utah was the site of the nation's first what? Was it A department store? B grocery store? C mall or D public public swimming pool? I believe I misspelled that. <laughs> you missed an L there. Yeah. <laughs> if you miss either L in public swimming pool, you're gonna have a bad time. Public <laughs> swimming poo, or in this case, pubic swimming pool. Yeah. Uh yeah. I feel like <clears throat> department store. A grocery store for sure not. That had to happen out east. Same with department store. I'm sure there was a first department store was in New York City. Uh public swimming pool, again, that seems like something would have happened further out east. So I'm gonna go with because you know, Utah, a lot of space. Uh I'm gonna go mall. A lot of space to make a mall. That is good logic, but incorrect. <laughs> I got a lot of good logic on this one. The the one that I guessed just out of the top of my brain is uh was the I nailed it with the with, what was it? Department store. Written no. And it was actually Brigham Young himself founded the Zion's Cooperative Merchantile Institution or ZCMI in 1868 okay. in Salt Lake City. And it, the 130-year-old okay. enterprise finally shut down in 1999 when the Mormon church sold the store to the Macy's Corporation. Holy cow. Yeah, so um, it survived a long-ass time. It did. It did. Bring them young, bring them old, bring them to my department store for shoes. That's, uh, <laughs> wow. Okay. That, that was that was a slogan? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm guessing. <laughs> throwing stuff against the wall here man <laughs> that's what sticks um okay uh back to the trophy we are talking about the old wagon wheel mike first do you know what this looks like have you ever uh, seen this i feel like if i see it i might be like oh yeah i remember seeing that but okay. uh i i'm not sure all right then what are your guesses uh i'm guessing it's a big old wagon wheel uh, I'm guessing it's uh, probably wooden uh, and large. You know, a wagon wheel is is fairly sizable. Um, you know, probably at least five feet, five feet, six feet, maybe in in diameter. Um, and there's probably some uh, some brass. You know, like the brass, like uh, tread. I guess is what I would what I would guess. Okay. Well, we will see if you are correct in a little bit. Let's let's hope. First, let's talk a little bit about the history. So the first matchup between these two schools was in 1922. Uh, Utah State won the game 42 to three and Utah State won six of the first seven meetings um, and then BYU won the next four. So overall, BYU leads the series 51 wins to 37 losses to three ties. The rivalry between uh, series between the two schools was largely dominated in the early, year, early years by Utah State until about 1974. For the next three decades, BYU generally dominated the series, with BYU winning 10 straight at one point, which tracks based on the progression of like conference that BYU has mm -hmm. progressed to. And um, and then Utah State still kind of stuck um, in a group of five. Mm-hmm. 
Starting in 1981, the two teams have uh, usually met on the first Friday of October, which has certain significance since it is generally the same weekend that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, or the Mormon Church, holds its semi-annual worldwide general conference. And the Battle for the Old Wagon Wheel is an important cultural event in the state of Utah, given the long-standing rivalry between the two schools and the fact that the majority of the student body at both schools recognize themselves as LDS members. And men, many families with LDS association, both within and outside of the state of Utah, usually have some sort of familial ties to uh, this uh, to either school, I can tell you, I used to have a boss that was a BY. He's from Utah, was a BYU grad, and while he always talked about Utah, obviously the the University of Utah and and those games, there was such slight and disgust towards Utah State. Um, wow, yeah, it, you could just tell that it felt like a oh, they're the public school institution while we're <laughs> BYU. Oh yeah, it was. There, there was plenty of uh, plenty of swarm uh, anytime I talked to him about uh, the Cougars. And then obviously that game was usually played, um, even though he wanted to just, you know, always focus on on the Utah game. But, yeah, I could definitely wow. feel it without getting too much into it. A little bit of skies versus the urchins, a giant yes. tsunami reference for you there. Yeah, I mean, it felt like the BYU uh, grads maybe look down on Utah State, um, but maybe maybe it was just him. Uh, if if there are any people that uh, have gone to either school, please let us know if that is correct. But that is definitely the vibe I got from him. Mm-hmm. All right. And BYU announced that they had canceled the following four games. Unfortunately, so that's 2023 this year through 2026. They were planned. Uh, they were scheduled to play each other um, because of their move to the Big Twelve. Uh, which required them to accommodate uh, some conference schedules. Uh, the contract did have a clause designed for such scenario, uh, and it is unclear, unfortunately, at this point, whether the rivalry will continue. Um, hopefully, once the dust settles with realignment and the conferences, I know the Big Ten finally announced their uh, f- next four years of protected, oh, I mean, the protected rivalries will probably be long term but mm-hmm. at least the next four years and the rules and they announced they're having a nine game conference schedule and everything so hopefully once um all these schools figure that out hopefully and this uh, obviously we've come across this before this season uh hopefully some of these get renewed so mike go ahead scroll down tell there us what you see oh yeah that's that's what daddy likes oh that's a good one yeah <clears throat> uh so it is a big ass wagon wheel. Uh, you know, I would say probably four or five feet in diameter. Uh, well, let me look at some other pictures of people holding it. Yeah, probably four four feet or so in diameter. It's it's a big old wooden wagon wheel. Um, it what? Oh, oh, okay. So in the um, hub of the wagon wheel, it looks like you can uh, replace uh, the emblem because I'm seeing some some like it being open and stuff like that. So it looks like you can put in a uh, Utah state or a BYU emblem. Uh, There are like little plaques around the um, past the spokes on like the rim of the wheel. There's like little plaques that I assume have like the year, the scores and stuff like that. And those are like bronze. There's silver. It's hard to tell with the reflection 
uh, probably all bronzed, I guess, uh, just based on the reflection there. And then there is a big, uh, you know, the, the tread itself looks to be some type of metal. Oh yeah. It's in good shape. I mean, this is like old wood, like cracked wood. Um, you know, it looks like a, tra- and there's like nails cause the, the, uh, rim, um, is like smaller circular pieces and they're kind of nailed together. Um, oh, this is good stuff, man. Oh uh, yeah. There's pictures of them carrying it around the field. Someone's rolling it out at a practice. Ah, oh, yeah, that's that's what we like. That'll to see. do. That'll, oh, that'll that, do. That'll do. Yeah, that that's gonna do it. That's, that's gonna, gonna do it. it. Yeah. Okay. I love this. This is great. Yes. So in 1948, the blue key fraternities at both institutions came together and created the old wagon wheel to deliver to the winning team each season. This trophy draws a lot of meaning from Utah's cultural background. It is a wheel like the ones found on the wagons that carried Mormon pioneers across the plains to the Beehive State in the 19th century. Uh, the Aggies took the first trophy, uh, took the trophy for the first time with the uh, 20 to 7 victory. And they won seven of the next nine meetings before things changed in a dramatic way, right? And we kind of talked about that earlier on. Uh, The Cougars scattered 17 wins through the first 46 meetings of the series before promoting a former Utah State offensive lineman named Lavelle Edwards to head coach in 1972. The rest is uh, quite literally history because he became a college football Hall of Famer. And if that name sounds familiar, that is the name of BYU's home football stadium is named after Lavelle Edwards. And I had no idea that he was a Utah State offensive lineman, which makes this even better. Yeah, that's awesome. So for around three decades until about the mid-70s, the school bodies... um, would steal the wheel from from one another. Yes, uh, there we go. Few mentions of the regular theft of the wheel are mentioned in media and history, leading to some suspicions that that's more, um, you know, of a lure or lore uh, than it is anecdotal. Um, but here is what uh, one of the newspapers at the time had had to say so quote the traditional wagon wheel has been found and returned to what byu fans would regard as its proper place on the byu campus according to a photo published in the provo daily herald in 1975 uh, it went on to say the wagon wheel has traditionally gone to the winner the utah state byu football game and is traditionally stolen from the winning school by the losing school each year and then it says outside pranksters got the ideal and idea and stole it from both schools and its whereabouts haven't been known for several years however this year the wagon wheel turned up again and byu has it until it is stolen again love me some good theft good good for the mormons you know good for them doing a little bit of stealing you know no big deal i don't know if they if they confess sins and stuff like that but you know a little bit of confession all good you know a little bit of petty theft not not a big deal yeah, hurt. That's it. all in good. As long as it turns up again, right? Yeah. yeah, not damaged. Turns up. It was probably in some college kid's dorm forever. Yeah, right. Then for frat house. Yeah. Um, so while the wheel makes an appearance on the sideline of every football game, both home and away, it is not stored or kept at either uh, Maverick Stadium in Logan, which is where Utah State is, or Lavelle Edwards Stadium in Provo. Um, when BYU has possession of it though it is hidden in plain sight 
So following uh, BYU's uh, win, when they do win over the Aggies, the trophy is returned to Legacy Hall in Provo. Um, and according to BYU communications manager Duff Tittle, yeah, Duff, hmm. um, uh, who maintains the mini museum of BYU memorabilia on campus. So that's pretty cool. So when, when it is uh, in BYU's possession, which uh, it has been the majority of the time, yeah. um, at least in recent years, uh, it is on display, which is pretty cool. So if you are ever in Provo, go check that out. Um, and so, like I said, while it sits in open air inside the Cougars stu- uh, student athlete building, um, the size and the girth of the trophy means it has to be stay chained and tethered to the wall to prevent it from falling or being damaged. The old wagon wheel has uh, been awarded to the winning team for most of the 100-year uh, series, but like most rivalry trophies, uh, the newest classes of Cougars and Aggies have added their own tradition and tweaks to the award of the ceremony, and this was something I have was hoping was the case but ever since darius rucker's release of wagon wheel in 2013 the song has found its way into the series yeah yes so and they say it's likely inspired by the vocal stylings of former punter johnny uh linehan the cougars uh have ended the tradition of the wagon wheel game uh when they win they belt out the 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 song in the locker room so it's just uh just a, an all around little tradition there, which makes a thousand Good move. percent. Good move. <laughs> Sense, uh, you know, because it's why, why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. Um, yeah. I love that. But that that's all I got. That's it. It's uh, it's it's a lovely trophy um, with the pretty good history. So why don't we get to our rankings? All right. Uh, OK, so looks. I mean, I, I love it. I, I don't know. We're not, we're in a, we're in a bad spot here. Don't don't bad season to have a new, uh, new segment of what would you change? It's a five. I I love that thing. Like that's, that's great. You know, anytime you can make a, uh, a somewhat random object, obviously it's not random. It, It has a lot of significance to the, to the uh, pioneers that came out and, and, you know, settled in Utah. So I think that's great. I think it's a five. Uh, history. I mean, I like it. You know, we got some theft going on. Um, you know, you got the, the former coach from Utah state coming over. Uh, yeah, I think that's, it's pretty good. Um, gosh, I guess 4.5. Like, I feel like, yeah, that, that's really good. Um, rivalry itself, um, pretty one-sided for now um not or well okay i don't want to get into competitiveness but okay so there is some it happens on big the game always happens on a big day for the church a lot of family with ties to the school obviously you have the 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 anecdote from your your former co-worker there so uh it seems like there's a, a pretty good heat around it and you know I, so i like that uh so let's say let's say four for the rivalry overall um and then for competitiveness this is where you know it kind of falls off because BYU's dominated it recently Utah State at the beginning I, I don't see a clear path for Utah State to to get back though they're frisky they're frisky some years so I'll, I'll say a three um overall man I hate to do it but I I feel like I'm being really generous a lot of top tiers this season but gosh I mean I just love the look of this thing and there's definitely a lot of uh you know 
a good history with the trophy, the stealing back and forth, and uh, you know, people people care about this community. So yeah, I got I gotta go top tier. Yeah, I mean it, it it's just one of those things. I mean, sometimes you just go through a stretch of great trophies. I feel like we yeah. it happened in the the Big Tens um season yeah. as well, where I I mean when there's when it's good, it's good. But yeah, I, I right. don't think it, we can apologize for it. And yeah. it's been such a pleasant surprise because, um, again, it, I mean, obviously BYU is brand new to the Big 12. So as we were doing our research for which trophies to include, um, there weren't a ton and there really weren't too many that were excluded, to be honest with you, because unlike the the Big Ten, where, you know, there was so many inter Big Ten rivalries that we had to one, extend the, the the episodes and start this season, uh, that season way earlier than we have the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were definitely plenty that were happening between Big Ten schools and non-Big Ten schools that we had to exclude. So going into this, again, I, I had somewhat a low expectations outside of some of the big ones, like the one we talked about last week in the golden hat, but uh, they have had some pleasantly surprising trophies that I'm really glad we got to highlight. So for me, I say that to say it's a five on looks. I I think it's exactly what we're looking for. Um, Size tradition, um, just old, uh, the history of the trophy it is old. It has been stolen. It um, was both schools coming together, which I like, and, and coming up with this idea. Um, I, I think so for history. Um, I, I do like, I guess that'll be a little bit more in rivalry, but the history of it. So I do like that it's older and I do like that um, it has been stolen. And honestly, I'm kind of happy that it's just kind of stayed. It, there's yeah. no need to change it. Um <sighs> I mean, I'm trying to think of what else I would want out of history to make it not a five. I feel like I'm like sitting here at the pizza review. I feel like I feel like I took the four and a half just to because I didn't feel like giving it a five, but I'm actually changing it to be a five because yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think of what I had no reason. What I I was like, I was like, ah, this is just not. But no, I mean, there's not. Yeah, I I don't know. I took it back to I took it to a five because I, I just. I mean, I'm thinking like the only potential thing would be like, I do like fan driven ones, but like if you are an alum or a current student, you're still a fan, right? Yeah. So yeah. Um, it wasn't like it's generated not... by a corporation or yeah. by like institution itself, you know, like yeah. I it's appreciate not like the Cyhawk, but... right? Where it was guys at the touchdown club drinking right. beers, bowling came up with it but i mean it's still created by the fan by the students so yeah yeah all right five for me uh the rivalry itself um i mean i'm gonna err on the side of 4.5 i i know that like utah and byu gets more shine just because they've been power five conference. Uh, they've been in power five conferences recently, but I just think there's something about both of these schools. Cause Utah, you know, the university of Utah is not primarily a, a Mormon driven university. Right. Um, right. Clearly BYU is, and, and we've right. learned that Utah state is. So I think the fact that there are so many ties between um, anyone living there, cause I believe I saw a stat that I think, it is 60% of the state of Utah are Mormons. And then there's only 2% 
across the entire rest of the nation. So I think that makes it a really big deal, obviously for Utah. Um, I do like my, my uh, old boss's just little anecdote without actually asking him or talking to him about it. I could just feel yeah. the hatred and vitriol, that's, even though he wanted to kind me. of look beyond it, Yeah, um, yeah. you know, to try and think about Utah, but it, it, it yeah, I, I think there's a lot. And again, guys, if you went to either of these schools or you're from Utah, um, please let us know uh, if yeah. we're on, on track here, but I really think we are. So got to put that at a 4.5 and then competitiveness. Um, yeah. I got to probably drop it to a 3.5. Although I would be, I really wish the game was played this year because Utah state is actually has a pretty yeah. competitive team. Um, so you never know. I mean, Maybe Utah State finds its way into a pack two, whatever that is. Maybe they can get themselves a little bit elevated. Um, but I, I I would be interested to see these two schools play now. But I'll just go for now because of the recent um recency of the the games that we can um actually see results on a 3.5. And then overall, I mean it, it's a top tier. It's it, it's knocks three out of four categories right out of the water so mm. even if it is in the bottom half of our top tier it is it, it deserves to be there which is yeah does. yeah well there um, we go okay so i mean we set a five is there anything you can think of that you'd want to change or maybe even like add and it can be i guess we kind of changed it a little bit last week is there anything else you'd want to add to potentially the tradition um oh i even forgot to mention like you said like th they even have this game played on an important religious day um for <laughs> the the lds church so i i mean i'm I, I was trying to think as you were giving your um ratings if there was anything else that i would add but i mean it's usually played on a significant day the wheel itself is just awesome and has so much significance to uh, the state. I, I I don't I don't know that I would change it. Yeah, I mean I or add anything. Like I think definitely it's appropriate. Um, I don't know that there's there's much to add. I mean, even they even added wagon wheel to it for God's sake. Yeah. Even though I mean that <laughs> had to happen, right? Um, I I I don't I don't know. I'm kind of drawing a blank here. You know, all right. You know, let's let's get crazy. Let, let you want you want to go nuts? Let's get nuts. Let's go. Let's uh, go nuts. Uh, <laughs> totally unrealistic. Like, do you just I, want the I, full wagon? I, brother. <laughs> not only do I want the full wagon, but listen to this. <laughs> listen to what I'm gonna throw out at you. Pick <laughs> my wagon. Okay, this is this is what I'm thinking. So, so. You, if you win the trophy, right, uh, you get a wheel. And then, if you win the next year, you get another wheel. If you win the year after that, another wheel. The year after that, another wheel. You've got four years, four wheels. If you win the trophy for the fifth year, you get the wagon to put the wheels onto, and then you have you have a whole ass wagon, right? And then when you win and you have the wagon then the losing team has to parade you around the field after the game. They got to draw <laughs> the wagon around the field after the game. And then you just hold onto the wagon. And like, if you, uh, you know, if you, let's say you win three in a row, right. And then you lose the fourth year, then you give, you, you lose a wheel. 
right? So like it, it, it you know, you, you got to build up to get the transformer, right? You know, you're, you're building up to create the Megazord, right? Is, is what's happening. So that's, that would be fun. And then you could do like wagon races. Like the kids could do wagon races, you know, like the student body that uh, actually, you know what? Take it back. So if I they actually, did, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, so I'm thinking, I, I like what you're saying. I'm going to put a positive twist to it. So if I, I like the getting the components and the pieces, and then if you've earned the right to have the wagon, I think once the wagon is put together and maybe it could be around that conference where a lot of the family members are there, like, I don't know if there's maybe another festival that's around that time, but maybe you have it like more of a, a positive ceremonial where you have the players that pull the coach, like the winning players, oh, pull the yeah. winning coach. So it's more less of a punishment and more of like a celebratory ceremony of just like something, you know what I mean? A little bit less things can go wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, that could go um, wrong. You're, yeah. Well, here's here's another idea I like that, that I had idea. too that, that could be supplementary. And I'm taking this from from last week when we were talking about the the Red River rivalry. And they actually did show the uh the uh JROTC programs uh doing oh. the uh, relay. I, I forget if it was during awesome. game day or during the game, but they they did show that. Um the schools, like the different schools could do like uh almost like a Red Bull fluke talk thing. But like you just create your own wagon, right? And there's like a, I don't know, like a parade or like a, a race or something, you know. And you know, it could be like, a, you know, at different organizations from the schools, fraternities, sororities, clubs, and stuff like that enter a wagon into a, uh, you know, into a into a parade or, or some type of like race or event or something like that. So I love that. I hate that we're catching our stride here. I mean, it is good that we're kind of catching our yeah. stride mid mid season with this uh, with this segment because, like, I could just picture this being like an entire episode of us just describing that, like yeah, the traditions I mean, around uh, a trophy ceremony. Yeah, I I think that would be a lot of fun, and, and I'm I, I think, but as we're going through, I mean, shoot, this is midway through our third season. You think we have <laughs> more things to draw on? But yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I think we got to do. Cause it's, we've seen, <laughs> we're having to overcome our circumstances because the past uh, one, two, three, four, five, the past five trophies have all been top tier. We've yeah. loved them. So it's like, you know, the only one that we, where we had something to improve was the Indian war drum where we said, go back to what you did originally. Right. Yep. Instead of just having a normal drum. So, so yeah, no. man. I just, I love that idea because one of the coolest things, and it's something like, you know, obviously, uh, you know, the two of us and, and, and whiskey Joe, like we have young kids and it's really not in the foreseeable future, but like, we loved the idea of the week long ceremony for the Cyhawk trophy, right? Yeah, Where they just yeah. have an entire week long worth of festivals, um, between like in either city, right. Whoever's hosting, uh, the Cyhawk trophy that year or the Cyhawk game that year. Like, I love the idea of that. And then I love thinking about like doing the same thing in this rivalry yeah. and then adding all of what we just talked about as like a week long festival leading up to this game. And then obviously this important, uh, annual conference. Like, I think that would just be a blast. So, Hey, yeah. Utah lawmakers, just make it happen here. Yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, just go for it. People week are on yeah. festival. Embrace yeah. it. And give, give them the people there for the conference. Anyways, it'd be a huge deal. Yeah. That would be fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Love it.
Um, okay, and just a reminder, uh, like we had mentioned, this game will not be played this year. It will not be played the next few years due to BYU's move to the Big 12. Uh, so we're hoping that uh, potentially, I mean, as soon as they sort out exactly what they're going to do, uh, I mean, there's a possibility that they can renew this. It's, I would guess it sounds like it would probably be uh, of interest. And even for BYU, uh, it is a group of five game, if you're thinking of it that way. So it's it, it, it should be done. Um I and we both hope it is done yeah. because I, really I mean, they might listen to this boy. episode and be like, boy, we're, we're left a lot on the table. We played all these yeah. games without having this, you know, parade thing happen here. Yeah, yeah. Like we let's, let's do it. Yeah. We will gladly be like grand marshals at this, oh, uh, at this, at the inaugural <laughs> at the inaugural, uh, you know, flu tog wagon wheel, you know, race. Hell in. yeah. Hell yeah. Um, so that's going to do it for us this week. Follow us on Instagram at whiskers.whiskies and please subscribe to our YouTube channel. And don't forget to check out our Saturday morning pick em posts. We are halfway through right now and it's really tight. Uh, even, even the people that are at the bottom really are only, you know, a couple of good weeks and a couple of bad weeks away. Like there's really no one completely out of it. Like was me last year. So uh, keep track of it. It's heating up. I'm excited. Um, and also check out our new website, whiskerswhiskies.com, and that is where our college football preview bracket is. So make sure you check that out prior to our uh, review of our predictions from the beginning of the year. And it's also where our ultimate sports travel log is located. So join us next week when we talk about the war on I-4. For Mike, I'm EJ. Always remember, too much of anything is bad, but too much good whiskey is barely enough. Cheers, boys. Thank you.